Welcome to the Mission City Podcast. Today, we take some questions that people are asking online. These questions revolve around parenting, growing in your faith, and seeking community. It's a great discussion, and I can't wait for you to hear it. By the way, if you have any questions about these topics or about anything else, you can let us know in the comment section. Let's go ahead and get started. Here are Dave and Chuck. Hey, good morning, Dave. What's happening? Chuck, how you doing today, bud? I am. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You doing well? What's, what's, what's the topic today? What do you mean? <laughs> for, for podcasts. Nobody ever tells me anything until I sit in the chair. I'm oh. just a pretty face. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Pretty face. I'm just a pretty face. I'm just, you know. Yeah, you're you're the trophy. I'm just, you know, what's the word? I'm just, the, I'm just the, uh, I'm just the face of the the yeah. deal. I'm just the pretty face. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, actually, uh, I had a few questions that I wanted to throw your way and just see. Are they your questions or questions people have sent in? Is it stuff you're struggling with, Manny? Be it is, honest. It is not Come on. things I am struggling with. It is just general questions that the people of the internet are asking. All right. Um, All right. Related to Christianity. So all of our fans out there. So what does our wives want to know? <laughs> <laughs> I well, don't even know if Cheryl's a fan. Really, she's just watching it through. She's like, oh man, has it playing in the he background? Has, there's so there's like counts. two there's two viewers. I might as well give him three viewers. We'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's it's just a few questions, uh, yeah. all sorts of different topics. But I figured we'd kick off with this one. Um, how can I be a good role model for my children and pass on my faith to the next generation? Ooh, that's a good a one. A good role model and pass on my faith to the next generation. So, um, you well, start? I think, well, I think I it's imp- well. I, I I can just speak that I know that my kids noticed a difference when I they saw me reading God's word. They noticed a big difference. Like all of a sudden, well, dad's dad's spending time, and it's. You know, it was on purpose. I wanted to be very visible while I was reading God's Word as a way to show them this is this is what you should do in the morning, and as you get up and to start your day. You know, I really wanted to spend time with God, but I wanted it to also to have some intention behind it. So I think that's one modeling, you know, modeling uh, quiet time, modeling reading God's Word, spending time in prayer, those kinds of things. Yeah, well, I think the important one. thing too is not. Being contrary to your faith at home, yeah, you know, living it out um, that your activities or your language or whatever is different whenever you're at home. I think that's a that's a poor example. And you don't have a public face and a private face. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look it doesn't look legit. You know, you want to be legit in your faith um, because it it's not just. Um, and I've I've talked about this before. I'm like. You know, my wife and I like to watch the show Survivor, and they've had people who claim to be Christians on there. And one of the things they, well, you can't really be a Christian and be on this show or whatever. And so I had to kind of leave that at home so I could try and win the million dollars. That's not true faith. Your faith is who you are. It's your Mm -hmm. identity. It's not something that you put on and take off depending on who your audience is. It's just who you are. It permeates your entire life. And so if you're going to be transformed by the gospel, which is in our mission statement, being transformed means becoming more and more like Jesus. Uh, the sermon this past week was 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 about that, you know, or every week really, about becoming more like Jesus. It's the issue. It's the... It's the uh, um, um, what do you sanctification? It's the yeah, definition right. of what sanctification <clears throat> is, the process of becoming more like Jesus. And so I think you have to live out that transformed life. I think that's the main thing, even beyond 
Uh, I mean, I think what you said is is absolutely important, but if you close the word and then true throw out a list of true <laughs> cuss words after you've true. done it, then it's not really trans. So, uh, yes, reading your Bible, yes, uh, talking about your faith, yes, being a man of prayer, those mm-hmm. kinds of things are, I think, are the most important things. I think they have to see, especially today's generation, we I think he- they yeah. have to see a, a reality. A I reality. hear a lot from Theo and Olivia as they talk to their student teams so much about this generation really is just seek, seeks true, authentic, real relationship because they've seen so much of that manufactured um, sort of life and they really want to see some real people who are real and I think that's that's probably as big of anything is just your are you authentic do you are you living out the spiritual disciplines that you display is that really happening in your real life And, and also too I think I think um serving you know and I don't mean in full-time vocational ministry that you become a pastor, you become a youth minister, women's minister, whatever. I, I think it's just about finding your place to serve in the mm-hmm. church, whether it's teaching a live group, helping out in our kids' ministry, helping out in our student ministry, whatever that might look like. Just be a greeter just, at least. Uh, You'd yeah, be fine, just find a place. you serve. Uh, because if you truly are a follower of Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ is important to you and you want to protect it. And so for the people that are out there that are like, well, I don't have to go to church to show my faith, you know, get in church yes, and find your place to serve. Yep. So does that kind of answer that one for you, Ben? I think so, yeah. Um, I think that community aspect is huge, and I can even attest to um, seeing my parents do these things that you described. I, I, know, <clears throat> I know the spot where my mom has her quiet time where my dad has his quiet time. Mm-hmm. And I just, I know like waking up in the morning, getting ready for school, getting ready for work, getting ready for whatever. And just seeing them in their spot before they get into the day, reading their word and uh, then serving at church. Like they led the example for me, uh, participating in like, Hey, we're going to help out this week with manna. We're going to help out this week uh, being a greeter or whatever hey, the, yeah. the student ministry needed help. So we're going to help you. Um, so just seeing that example was, well, and let me encourage parents too. I mean, you said something at the very beginning that I meant to to touch on and then you saying that reminded me, you said your kids saw a difference in you when you really started Mm -hmm. to dedicate your faith. I think that's the main thing too, is if you're out there and you're like, man, I wish I would have done those things, but now my kid's 18 or now my kid's 21, you know, it doesn't really matter. You can do it now and still be a role model, role model and still impact, Mm -hmm. Uh, their life because I've seen that a lot too. I've seen guys, I mean, I was older when I got saved, but I didn't have kids at that time. But I have friends that were older, got saved, and their parents are like, man, I mean, their kids are like, I saw such a difference in my dad when he started going to church or really dedicated his life to Christ. I saw a complete change in him. Or even friends of mine when I first got saved were like, there's something different about you. Maybe they didn't see me for two years or something. They were off somewhere and they came back. You're not that guy anymore. It's yeah. like no. So I mean that there's that difference maker in your life. It's yeah. Jesus Christ. So, all right. What's next? So um, the next question I have is, how can I stay true to my faith while also being open to learning and growing? Learning and growing. I think it's speaking to like. 
I want to be open to learning and growing and understanding of like what other people's worldviews are and maybe their religious beliefs. How do I stay open to those? Oh, and then still stay true to my faith. I think one of the things um, that I would encourage people, because I've had this question when I was a student minister a lot. It's like, hey, I want to study uh, Mormonism or Jehovah Witnesses so I can wait. I have a friend that's a Mormon or a friend that's a Jehovah Witness or, you know, it, it, living in a false religion. I want to be able to study so I know. I always tell them this. You always make sure that you are super grounded in your faith first and you study it harder because uh, we have some secret service guys in our church and one of, one of the guys works at, uh, with counterfeiting and things like that. And the way they teach counterfeiting is they don't show you fake money and you learn from that. They have you know every little detail yes. about real money. They know what real money looks like, how it feels, everything. And then that, that way, whenever there is fake money, they go, oh, that, that's it. Because yes. you can't study all the false things that come out when it comes to money and different things like that. It's the same thing with religion and those things. There's all these false religions, fake, and they, they Satan tries many different ways to, you know, sometimes it looks good or it looks similar. But if you know Christianity really, really well, you want to know that before you start studying the other things. And I don't think, I think you use the word open, um, and I'm not sure exactly what that means to be open to it. I'm, I'm, I acknowledge that there are different worldviews well, while loving people with different worldviews and different uh, religious background, different views, love them all the while I stay true to who I am and who God's called me to be. I think we, you know, we, we don't want to close ourselves off in terms of uh, how we treat people, um, but we, we are called to speak the truth in love. But the, without the love, it's, the truth is, rings hollow. Mm. Um, we can't, we, Pastor Matt preached on this, we, we, can't, um, we can't expect people who are lost to live by our culture, by our standards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to be very, very willing to be understanding of that, without being tolerant, if you will, of a behavior or a lifestyle or um, even a, a viewpoint. So when you say open, I'm not open to it in terms of receiving it as something that I should follow, but I'm, 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 I still love them regardless of whether they view like, whether they believe like me or not. And I think that's that's the important thing. It's uh, staying yeah, think, staying mindful of loving people. Right. I, th- who, who, and I think who we do different. that as a church. You know, we t- we tell people um, we want anybody to come. You know, it, w- no matter if you're living in in uh, the wrong lifestyle or whatever that might be, we want you to be at church. But when it comes to being a covenant member, when it comes to serving in our kids ministry or mm-hmm. our student ministry or things like that, you can't you can't live in the world like that. You have to. You know, I think this last we were talking about this before we came on. The Los Angeles Dodgers have a couple Christians on their team, uh, and not, they're not nominal Christians. They're the legit. They're followers of uh, Jesus. Clayton Kershaw, and I can't remember the reliever's name. Trevor, it's, it's incredible. But uh, the Dodgers were welcoming in some anti-Christian groups and calling that pride night and they spoke out against it and said, "Listen, my relationship with Christ doesn't allow me to say that this is okay." Now hear me very much that you know Jesus died on the cross for my sins 
and he rose again, and he died on the cross for their sins as well. However, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, they drew the line. Yeah, they're making sand. a mockery of they did, yeah, of and it what was this group was making a mockery of Christianity. It wasn't just you know a, just a lifestyle. It was just an open face. You know, just our bold face, just slap in the face, if you would, toward Christianity. And they're like, this is not okay. You know, I'm not standing up making fun of their, you know, lifestyle. They shouldn't be given a platform to make fun of my lifestyle kind yeah. of a deal. And so it was, it was, it was, they drew the line in the sand. And I, and, and it's, is it going to cost, it could cost people buying their jersey or things like that. They don't care. And I think that's what we have to say. It was like what I was talking about the show survivor you just have to go on the show and go if i'm the first one voted out that's fine at least i had that platform for jesus for that time let leave the results up to him but right. you know yeah i get that you want to pray for that individual that's caught up in sin or that is living in a false religion or whatever it might be you want to pray for them you want to have the opportunity to live out your faith and share the gospel and those kinds of things without like you said compromising your beliefs and so if your beliefs are real you won't compromise them yeah that's great um, we talked about uh, earlier, we talked about finding Christian community and that being a part of like, setting an example. Um, how do you, uh, how do I find a church or Christian community that aligns with my beliefs and values? Now, as I read that, it's almost like, should it align with your beliefs and values or, sh- or should it actually align? With I would, those yes. Values? So <laughs> can you guys answer that question or of, what should we look for as we search for a good church and Christian community? You want to take that one, Dave? <laughs> uh, I, well, I, I, I know when we, I oftentimes think about how, how do I feel when I go to a service, right? You, know, you, you go to a service, you like the music, uh, the preachings, the preacher's dynamic, and so you're lured into this like, I like this. Um, if you're not very well grounded in God's word, then there are a lot of things can sound really good, make you feel good, tickle your ears. I think that's what God's word says, talks about it, tickles our, it tickles our ears. Um, when a church is or a pastor is willing to speak truth, he comes directly from God offer, and encourages people to, if, if you find it in God's word, you're welcome to challenge me on that. I think that's a great sign. There's a humility in that. Um, so as I'm looking for a church home, if I would be looking for a church home, I'd look for that, that humility that comes from the pulpit. A, I'm desiring to hear from God and God's word. It's not my words. This is what God's word says. Those are very important. I listen to the music. Does the music glorify God? Is it, or is it, is it about making me feel good about myself? Um, those are always very good indicators. What is, who are we given, who are we given worship and worthiness to in our, in our, in our music? And that's why I love about what Kelsey does is she, she does a great job. When we talked about this the other day, she does a great job of selecting music or canon that gives worship to God and not, does not speak to a, the person but you know we're there to we're there to worship God, not not to make ourselves feel good. Yeah, I think to you have to know the hills on which to die. Yeah, um, I think you have to know um, 
the things that are completely true that there cannot be any compromise on. For instance, um, Jesus being the only way. If I find a church that's like, well, there's a lot of different paths, a lot of different ways, just because they want to, you know, be inclusive, I think Mayday, Mayday, red alert, red alert, you know, danger, danger, you know, kind of a deal goes up. Uh, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so they they have to, uh, you know, lift up the name of Jesus. They have to, Jesus' deity, so, you know, virgin birth, you know, all of those things. The miracles of the Bible are all true. Jesus didn't walk by the water. He walked on the water. Jonah was actually swallowed by a whale. It wasn't an allegory. It was it was real. You know, so you got to look for a church that, that preaches, you know, the truth uh, in a loving way, not it in your face. Um, way and and also to a church that presents opportunities for people uh to hear the gospel of jesus christ in order to be saved to know you know they have to be truthful and say hey we are all sinners and our sin separates us from god and the only way to uh repairing that is through a genuine relationship with, with with jesus christ and so they have to be able to say hey we're sinners but they also have to say there is there is a a remedy for that sin and that remedy right. is jesus christ and so gospel centered um, gospel centered church yeah I mean, you know and i I've what s- is the gospel make sure that the gospel is the gospel yeah not it has just- to be paramount you know that's that's the main thing it, it saves and if you know i mean i've seen interviews with preachers are like well you never really talk about sin or anything he's like yeah i don't want people leaving here feeling bad <laughs> well you know hey that's like going to the doctor and the doctor sees that you have cancer but he doesn't want to tell you because he doesn't good. want to make you feel you bad, feel bad. You're well your heart rate's good you know, you know the, <laughs> you, you know your breathing, your breathing's a okay. Have you a still good got time. hair on your you head. You know, you would say that that is a terrible doctor if that was the case. And you come back. Why didn't you tell me I had cancer? Well, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. You know, but we're willing to do that when it comes to where we're going to spend eternity. We're afraid to tell somebody that their sin separates them from God and they will spend eternity in a real place that separates them from God forever and ever and ever and ever. You're afraid to tell that, then that means you don't really love. And so you have to find that church, but you also don't want to find a church that just, you know, they call it fire and brimstone constantly where well, everybody goes to hell for everything they do. You know what I'm saying? It needs to be very clearly spoken, the gospel of Jesus Christ, first and foremost. And then it has to be about the truth that is in God's word and all of God's word. You don't want uh, to be at a church where a pastor is afraid to talk about anything. I mean, I love that we're a part of a church. Pastor Matt spent uh, several weeks talking about giving. Some people are like, well, I don't want to hear that when I come to church. Why? It's in the word of God. You know, it has to be taught it it, we have to learn from those things and so you want to find a a church that preaches the entire counsel of god and it's easier today i mean because you can now watch sermon after sermon after sermon online to get a a feel is is this church teaching the truth Mm -hmm. of god's word i mean and you can hear the music that they that they they play in worship uh are they baptizing people it's i mean it's pretty evident uh by just just clicking on youtube and yeah. and and you can find like i'm interested in this church down the street well i'm sure they got a youtube channel well there they go you can listen to four or five sermons you can go yeah that's not yeah it's not for me that's not what god I don't feel like that's what the truth of what god's you know what god's word says and, and so. you you hit the nail on something the nail on the head on something too you talked about the humbleness of of, of our lead pastor um you know he has put together a teaching team because he feels like live preaching is the way to go and he can't possibly be at both of our campuses soon to be third third campus campus. 
and he has put together this teaching team so that there is live preaching. Now he he you know approves the message, writes the message, all those things. Are, there's a little bit of collaboration in there, but but Pastor Matt, the message is all being preached with different personalities, obviously. But it's not you know just a video of our pastor who is the front and center of everything. He's very kingdom minded. And I think you have to look at that and go, you don't see that every single day. You don't, you know, you don't pull up and the church sign has his name on it. It has Mission City Church. And, um, you know, so I think you have to look at that, too. You don't want to be a part of a church that's built on the personality of, of anybody, because once something happens with that individual, whether they have to retire or whether they move away or, or the Lord calls them home, you see a lot of churches that take a nosedive because they're built on a, on a personality rather than built on a foundation of, of just Jesus Christ. That's great. And one of the things that Matt's talked about is, you know, if something happened to me and I stepped away, we won't miss a beat. We continue to move forward because we have this teaching team, we have our leadership and our elders intact and those kinds of things. And so you really want to find a place that has a humbleness that that is at the top down. And so this is Jesus's church. And we want to make much of him. And that's the kind of church you want to find. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think that's good for this session. Yeah. Uh, a few questions there. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of like the little, it's almost like Bible drill. Yeah. And just like, okay, go. Yeah. I'm like glad that. you didn't ask us to like turn to some, you know, okay, open up your Bible Ezekiel to Ezekiel chapter five to uh, Hosea. <laughs> Hosea, is that in the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, that'll be next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. I appreciate you uh, being willing to answer. Yeah, it was a good time. Questions. Appreciate yeah. you having us. And it was fun as always. Yeah. Super excited about uh, what's going in. on in, at, with the podcast. It's been fun. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Those of you who, who watch, uh, we're very grateful for yeah. you watching. Make a make a comment or something and or ask a question and uh, hit that like button. We appreciate it. Yep. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Mission City Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, share with a friend and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on, because that really does help us out. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time.